You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, uh... <clears throat> sorry. Whew. Oh, boy. I, sorry, I just woke up from... I think I must have just woken up from a, a nap or something, you know? I just feel, um... You know how you, like, you come out of a, a, a deep sleep right after it's just a wild dream and everything just kind of disorienting you know yeah in a fugue state yeah yeah boy do i feel that way right now i I just pictured um i just pictured this insane you know story uh that was sort of reminiscent of like uh, that old serial dick tracy you know what i mean like really kind of colorful yellow trench coat Mm -hmm. you know yeah not much for story yeah but it was like full of well, it was full of nightmares, Pogues. You know, there was just all kinds of um, body horror. You know, just, 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 just. It feels like just, it was full of a lapse of judgment. Uh, Lovecraftian, yeah, as if as if H.P. Lovecraft like did cocaine. You know, well, he probably did. <laughs> he probably did, but like right after. You know what I mean? I didn't oh. find those the, 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 distasteful, but I got bad news. It wasn't a dream. You watched Dick Tracy, nineteen. Oh no, I Dick watched Tracy. Dick Tracy. Oh Jesus Christ! This 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 came out. Uh, I think never? it was nineteen ninety, right? It, it couldn't have come out ever. That can't be right. This did this didn't get made, did it? Oh yeah, it and it we we found it during the mini episode. It made money, which is shocking <laughs> on every conceivable level. There's like an odd number of like famous people in like bizarre bit roles or just really stupid roles. Uh, the movie basically has no plot. Uh, Warren Beatty, I think, was on like Quaaludes the entire time, or something's this, just wrong with his I, face. This movie is insane, and despite despite my bit at the introduction I f- I f- I'm, I I was honestly surprised by parts of it I have to admit um, I I found like the adherence to the Dick Tracy look and characters was impressive they, they really didn't do much to try to alter the bizarre Dick Tracy Rogues gallery you are absolutely right it's insane the lengths they went to I mean they this well, first off, this movie is almost entirely practical, you know, because of the oh time yeah, it came out yeah, and because of the people who made the, it. The sets were really cool. Like they're mostly matte paintings. Uh, the matte so, like, painting it's really stuff cool looking sent me every time we cut to one, uh, including shots where we pulled out of one scene that was that was set in a matte painting and then panned to another one. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, which reminded me of like uh, how they filmed the original Dune. You know, where oh, they would, yeah. where they would like do do a matte painting of like a big you know star field of spaceships landing on a platform, and they'd film it close to the camera with a hole cut out, and through the hole in the distance was real actors. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, that yeah. weird perspective shit. There's definitely that use of that kind of filmmaking going on here uh, during some like the establishing shots, but even like um, even when they're outside of like the diner or on the street they they used only colors that were like prominent in the uh the comics so like red yeah they, they stuck to sort of the old four color process that they used to use yeah. in comics they'd only let you and it was like you know back when it was just the primary colors you couldn't get like a large range of colors which is insane because it led to things like even even an apartment building boiler 
was brightly colored yellow and red, even though boilers are often known for their boilerplate <laughs> Yeah, and their, and their <laughs> disgustiness. Yeah, but this one looked like it was like... I mean, it a looked lot like of these it was sets, like a fire truck or something. Yeah, a lot of the sets looked like they were just like out of like an old like Disney cartoon. It was, yeah, it was, and, and like in a way, I was like, I don't think that stuff would have been a big deal if the movie just wasn't such shit. Yeah, that's the real problem. <laughs> because like the establishing shot, like the one where he goes to fight the guy, like in the 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 bum with after he finds the kid, like the faraway shots of like that ranshackle oh, yeah. sort of plate it's really cool looking and it kind of has a feel like the batman animated series in a way of like the like the way they did the architecture and stuff but it's like obviously like way more pop than uh, like art deco but like that stuff was neat but it's sandwiched around like the worst fucking comic book movie i've ever seen i mean this was just god awful it is insane because um like that that scene you mentioned for sure but also, um, when he's up on the rooftop of the club in the third act, and a, a couple of scenes like that. Plus, I've never seen, like, the concrete's always wet, you know? And it's always yes. reflecting one of, like the, like, the bright colors that are painted everywhere. And I can't... There were so many scenes that you could screenshot and just be impressed by. But what blew my mind about this whiplash of a film <laughs> is that the movie would take... You with this beautiful establishing shot, and then it would cut to literal monsters. It would, <laughs> it would cut to like, like little face, and like yeah, and like, little, little and face like, is great, and like and like prune face, and it would cut to like just absolute horror creatures, and it didn't matter what was happening in any of those scenes. I couldn't pay attention <laughs> because all I could see was just these monstrosities waggling their gigantic heads in front of me and I didn't know what to do with myself. It's it's stunning. It's stunning. And, and yeah, I am no... actually surprised that it like that really bothered you because I that was the only part of the movie that I was like, oh this is actually pretty good. They really nailed flat top. No, I I loved their commitment to the sets and bright co- costume choices and all that stuff, but but the bizarre choice to just like drape everyone in seventeen pounds of prosthetics to make them look like otherworldly like hell creatures. I'll I guess never the question is it. this: Have you ever read Dick Tracy? I have, and I am aware the, of the. They are like they are like to. picture perfect representations picture of the characters. Perfect. I mean, it is insane. Uh, Little Face is actually hilarious. I saw in the trivia that they didn't know how to do it. Little Face is a guy who's like kind of a fat dude with like a really small face. So they actually that's actually a child in a prosthetic that oh, no. has so that it's the same height and stuff as a person, but inside is a child sitting down, so his face looks really small compared to the head. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. There's like yeah, but I mean like he dies in like the first four seconds. Uh but it it just seems like uh I don't know. The movie starts and instantly I was like, Oh no, this is bad. Because like there's like a opening voiceover and a montage which is queuing you up for what is a film which is predominantly montages. <laughs> I've never seen so many montages in a movie. A lot of musical montages for sure. Yes. So the first one they start out and they're like talking about the gangs and they're like, Oh, a boot black was beaten for his like for money. It was like what organized crime is attacking a, a boot black's a person who shines your shoes? How much money can that guy possibly have? Like, I don't think they understand what the mafia does. It was like a complete misunderstanding of how organized crime works. Yeah, the, it was the, very bizarre. 
the idea and then like they killed a man who had a gambling debt. It's like they they don't do that. They beat you up. If you're dead, you will never pay it back. <laughs> the idea of of just the general crime uh, as understood by the makers of this movie is very very thin. Yes, and it also led me to think like this would be the worst town to be a criminal in because you would be caught instantly because like, they'd be like who robbed the bank? And it'd be like, well, you know that guy flat top, you know, the guy whose head is entirely <laughs> flat on top. It's like, Oh yeah, we know him. It's like, he can like lie and be like, it was a misidentification. Could you describe the assailant? Well, he looked like a scrotum. That yeah. had him out. <laughs> Let me pull my pants down. He looked like that, but he was wearing a tie. He was wearing a fedora. <laughs> Oh, and his suit oh, was like bright purple for some reason. And, in case you were wondering what his name was, he shot into the wall over there with a Tommy gun. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was just so dumb. And it was like very confusing because they like drive in. It, my favorite, like the best line, in my opinion, in the entire movie, although maybe not, but one of the best lines, because it was so fucking dumb, happens in like the first 20 seconds. So Dick Tracy gets called and he shows up and they say... One, they were like, we don't know who these people are. And I was like, how could you not know who these people are? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, of all the people in the world, one guy has a tiny face. Someone definitely knows who that guy is. <laughs> that guy's not passing himself off as another criminal. But there was a great line where he said, one of the cops, Dick Tracy walks in, he said, they're like, we don't know who they are. That's why he says, whoever they are, they're all dead. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I was like, these are the worst fucking cops. And then they get worse from there. I thought that yeah. was going to be the worst. Dick Tracy and his two sidekicks are like, you know, like the uh, witches in Macbeth and they keep trading the eye back and forth. I feel mm -hmm. like Dick Tracy and those three guys were trading a brain back and forth. And then one of them just lost it because they're like the dumbest people in the world. They're so, even by movie stand, they're just so stupid. And I don't, some, did you think something was wrong with Warren Beatty? during this movie i can't believe warren Beatty because what i was trying to get at is in complete agreement with you is that like so much of this movie is fucking bizarre it's bonkers start to finish it, it definitely has a weak ass plot and it has all kinds of oddities and occasional successes but nothing is probably worse than warren Beatty is so fucking boring in this he movie. looks like he had like like bell posi or something and his face won't work anymore he, every time they cut to him he has the same look like he's confused that there's he a camera there he can yeah he makes no expressions uh he i think he's trying to deliver like a cagney like just sort of like you know old world noir the whole time and thinks that means like as little effort as possible well, it, it means looking dull. like yeah it means looking like you're on uh, tranquilizers because like they cut and like they'll cut and he'll be like I think and it's just like are we keeping you awake uh, baby I mean I know you got <laughs> nothing else going on I've seen the other movies you're in so but yeah that that was just he, he of all of it too he's like the worst and Dick Tracy is fucking worthless he does nothing in this entire movie he gets yeah. saved by everyone his girlfriend his side piece the little kid uh like he he is completely incompetent in this movie he cannot yeah. do one thing right the finale is essentially another person's plan that he just sort of is wrapped up in yes yeah which is it's, it's not even a particularly good plan no i mean we can get to that later on because the plan does not make any sense uh yeah yeah there's i mean this movie too is here's what i think the movie's plot is dick tracy is a cop big boy's a criminal stuff happens 
like it's there's bizarre. no real like story like dick almost, tracy doesn't solve a crime almost every movie especially one because like, all right you're adapting a comic book series like spider-man you know and you come into the movie you, you even though spider-man has a whole fucking rogues gallery and all kinds of storylines you have to sort of choose something to be the inciting incident right to bring in spider-man to this story that we're telling this movie just starts and it, it just establishes that the, the, there's gang people out there and Dick Tracy's already been hunting them. He already is aware of all of them. There are new, no new players on the scene. Yeah, because he's well aware of Big Boy when they introduce him. He's not. The movie doesn't start with him being framed, like like what, like what happens in the film. The movie doesn't start with a plan to get Dick Tracy. Like actions are just happening, and he's just adjacent to them, and that's the plot that drives the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. It's as if like in the Untouchables, Elliot Ness just is near people. <laughs> running alcohol and stuff occasionally happens next to him and he's kind of unaware and sean connery comes in and shoots a guy for him to save him it's just so weird like i could not figure out at one point i have a note that said it, it was I, I wrote down the time it's like 40 minutes in and i said i'm not sure this is a movie like this counts as a like a movie like i'm not sure it counts yeah. as a story it's just a series of events that are occurring because like yeah, the it, movie it, starts then you get like this weird thing we're introduced to this you know, Big Boy takes over a club from another mobster after he kills him. I don't really care. Then there's just this weird subplot where Dick Tracy, like, adopts a kid. And that goes on for a while. Yeah, and- it becomes, like, the whole film. In fact, the only really, like, driving plot is that Dick Tracy's a bad person to be in a relationship with. Yeah. He, he constantly um, is leaving this kid. He's cheating on his girlfriend. He won't just tell her he loves her. He's an abusive boyfriend. And an absentee adoptive father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I also wanted to point out, I just had it in my notes. Someone quite literally says, yeah, get your mitts off me uh, at the beginning of this movie when they're yes. being arrested. And I could not believe it was happening. <laughs> there is a character who I don't know. They never say his name. Whoever the guy is who's with Flattop, his defining feature is he's doing Wario or something yeah. like he's just like Meh! every time they cut to him, I'm like, I, what is this character? He never, he has like no real lines. He's just making high pitched noises and occasionally says something. It's just, it was so bizarre. I had to wonder like a lot about who this movie was for because I think it was for Warren Beatty. I know because it's, it, it's really bright and colorful about a comic book character. So with that description, Oh, oh and it's PG. With that description, you'd there's be no like, way this oh. was PG. You see Madonna's nipples. Yeah. yeah, you see, you see straight nipples for a long time. Yes, it's and not they... like it's not like blurry in the background, like in Fifth Element. You know, I know and way there too are much some... about boobies in movies. There are some, uh, there are some fucking raunchy lines. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, all of them delivered by Madonna. All of them. And, but uh, all of them delivered by Madonna, also taking the same quaaludes. Or I guess Madonna just can't act, which I don't expect her to. She's a musician, but like, she had the charisma of an Apple Corps. Like Madonna. Yeah, when she was like trying to flirt with Warren Beatty, I just put down, "How is this even remotely?" Like, I mean, salacious? I like. I I certainly liked Madonna more than 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 Beatty in almost every. Well, that's scene. like being I mean, like I was... certainly like getting you know stabbed than shot in the face. <laughs> 
But I wanted to say, I had to look it up. I wanted to say, at some point, this is after we've seen her nude, clearly uh, after oh, um, yes. Dick Tracy being propositioned. The line is, Dick Tracy is waiting for Tess to come back with the kid. Uh, they went out to get ice cream. Very wholesome. Um, and he, as he's opening the door, says, what kind of ice cream did you get? Her response is, as she, because she surprises him by being there, uh, is fresh peach. Better eat it right away. It's starting to run a little. Hoof. I know. Hoof. Jesus. Just, I had to go. I had, so I had to gross. get up and wash my hands after that scene. You know. It's like yeah, and, it, and it's like also like what makes it the thing that I also came away with was Warren Beatty and Madonna were dating when they made this yeah. movie. And by the way, two a couple has st- never had less charisma. <laughs> stops dating after this movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, he asked her to marry her and she said no and he broke up with her. But like um they do not seem, you know like sometimes when like a movie comes out and they put, you know, there's that famous movie with uh Alec Baldwin, I forget, I think it's Alec Baldwin. And it's like the two of them were like married at the time and they like really go at it, you know, it's like it was like a big thing. I don't I don't remember the name of this fucking movie. But it's like they have a lot of charisma or like you know like when people meet and they like fall in love on a movie and then they have charisma. These two felt like they were strangers, like they had just met, and it, they they had been dating for like years before this. And I get why she left him because she had to film so many st- scenes with his like death mask that he was wearing instead of acting, <laughs> just like a slightly open mouth, like he was waiting for somebody to slip a coin in so it could give him your fortune. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's stunning, and I thought. Like, it felt absurd at the beginning with the Nyaz and the Get Your Mitts Off. And if that had been the whole movie, I think I would have enjoyed that more. (laughs) And Dick Tracy, you know, showing up from the opera only to go back to the opera seconds later for some reason. Oh, my God. Yeah, because he he says, and I quote, I want to see how this plays out. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. motherfucker. You got an idea. (laughs) But then, then the movie introduces me to Al Pacino's character. Um... Who... Which I feel like this may have been the beginning of the end of Pacino. Like you know he Al Pacino got, he got... was nominated for this? Yes, he was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. And I feel like he was <laughs> like, I got nominated for an Oscar for Godfather, uh... and I fucking killed it in that movie, and I tried really hard. I didn't try it all in this movie, and I still got a nomination. Maybe I just don't need to try anymore. And that's been Al Pacino's career for the last 45 years. I know it's only like 32, but you get the idea. Uh, yeah, there is a scene after Al Pacino first appears um, as a different... He's the only character from Dick Tracy who's not the way he is in, in the comic. Uh, Big Boy is like a really fat guy, I believe, in the comic. Hence the name Big Boy. But Pacino wanted it to be like a pun because he was little. And then he had him like give him exaggerated facial expe- uh, like features. And for some reason, a hunchback. I didn't get that part. But there's a scene after he takes over the club and we get one of what becomes like eight scenes of Madonna lacklusterly singing, which was like insane to me. Because I was like, why would you cast Madonna and then give her the shittiest songs to sing? And she clearly doesn't want it. She doesn't seem like she wants to do it. She so performed it just really one of those weird. live, too, which is which is insane at one of the Academy Awards. Oh, my God. But. It was probably that terrible song that they played like eight times. But she's yeah. like singing and she's doing like a dance. And Pacino is just like smacking her, like actually yeah. hitting her. He like hits her on the ass, on the tits. I mean, he's just going all over. He's like literally smacks her in the face one time. And it looks like he really hit her. But 
Pacino is like singing the song along with her very poorly. And he's like hunchbacked, and then he has dancers come out, and he's like, "No, you got to do it more." And he's just like really over the top. In in my notes, I just put down this guy got an Oscar nomination for this. Like, yeah. I cannot I, think of a less deserved nomination. I, Pacino in this was so confusing to me. I oscillated in my response to him because sometimes I was like, "Oh, I, I'm I." He's been on the screen too long. I have a headache. Like that was my yes. response sometimes. But then it was like. I couldn't get enough of him in the end when he was escaping with Tess and just sort of like delivering this manic dialogue about like Play-Doh. Like oh yeah, he kept shoving quoting... it through a coal shaft. I he... was losing it. He kept quoting things that I think he was just making up. I don't think any of those were real quotes. <laughs> but I felt like uh, I, I watched this, brother, this movie with my brother, and at one point, my brother just said. I don't think he's reading any lines they wrote him. He's, I think he's I just, just it, saying whatever he feels it, like in the moment. It feels a lot like, yeah, he was sent in with a, a, an outline and was just told to, to riff it. I mean, it's 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 staggering. <laughs> the, scene, the scene at the end when he's running away with Tess almost made the movie worthwhile watching because he is like so all over the place he's so like weird and just saying like so many random things it's so funny because he's just like all over i don't even know how to capture it for the listeners right now yeah yeah, i don't know how to explain it it was as if just sort of like a drunk guy who had a philosophy major was like committing a bank heist and was just sort of like riffing his thoughts at the moment as, while dragging a hostage through a hallway. I mean, that's like the weirdest thing I can imagine. Uh, it's in, it's insane. It, it, it's I I loved it so much. And there's just these weird moments that, like, I kept just flying back and forth between my feelings on this movie because one minute I was just like, wow, this looks beautiful. You know, like it's so yeah. colorful and vibrant, and I can tell like everything is practical with like a painted set, and it looks so bizarre and cool. Because that's you know what I didn't say it earlier, and I wanted to say it at some point. Um, that was the thing that I think spoke to me about the movie a little bit was that almost every movie we do that is adapting a comic book character to the screen um, deals with the same problem, which is that. Almost every heroic character looks fucking absurd if you yes. were to replicate them directly from the comics into the real world. Like Spider-Man or, or even like Superman with his red boots and his onesie and his cape. Like if you just did that directly on They did. That that was the film. character that was the yeah. slot. that's what he wore in the first Superman movie. In the first Superman movie, he looks so out of place and strange it's so stark and and a little odd and off so like more modern movies would try to like twist the costume you know give batman hockey pads and like military tack gear you know give like superman the same colors but he's got sort of like this like tessellation you know alien looking suit so it kind of has like a different vibe to it this movie said all right well dick tracy wears a bright yellow trench coat that would look crazy but what if everything else was also that crazy? Well, this, this is what I thought was weird, because I disagree. I think uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman looks great. I don't think he looks out of place at all. I think Superman is one of those characters that looks good in a really fucking sort of I mean, probably a bad example, but you get what, what I'm going I th- here. What's crazy about this is not that he's in a bright yellow trench coat with a bright yellow fedora. It's that they made a trench coat for a man four inches taller than Warren Beatty and a hundred pounds 
heavier. It's like <laughs> whoever made the, the trench coat is not made for him. It looks and it looks like it's made from like felt, which is not what trench coats are made out of. Like trench coats are made out of water resistant material, so you can wear them in the rain. <laughs> so it's like he really it, it would have looked less weird if he had just been like in a leather jacket that was just yellow. It would have looked more. But instead, he's wearing this really bulky, extremely ill fitting like trench coat. So whenever he goes anywhere, it just looks like he's like a kid dressed up like somebody. And then all the characters are like that. None of their clothes fit right, except for the women who are all wearing like, you know, super tight clothing. But it it was just really weird. If you go back and watch, everybody looks like there's like they got everybody's measurements and then just added four feet or something like nobody looks comfortable. And I think that's what, I don't think it's the colors that necessarily make it so bad. I think it's the fact that it just looks like they're all ill fitting clothing. I, I don't have any arguments about the fits. They, 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 they are baffling at, at all points, but I guess the point I'm making is that I've never seen a movie that just decided to make, to take an outrageous character and instead of trying to tone them down, just tone up everything else in the world and every other character around them. You know what I mean? Like that was their choice to make Dick Tracy not stand out instead of just trying to give him like, Hey, can we take the yellow trench coat and maybe mute the color and buy him like a real looking one? And then we'll just shoot him like he's in everyday world. No, 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 no. Everything's going to be bright, yellow, green, orange, red. We're going to, we're going to make everything else look fucking directly as cartoonish as this goofy ass trench coat. That's too big. Yeah. I just, Props I, to that, I guess. That, that was the know? thing that I actually enjoyed was the look of the sets and the costuming. What I hated was literally everything else. Because yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Like yeah. if this movie had just been an over-the-top, like they had played Dick Tracy, like and it wasn't Warren Beatty. It was somebody who had actually decided they wanted to act on screen <laughs> instead of just be on it. Uh, like I think if they had done it where he was like a real hard-boiled character and was like real tough and they had kind of gotten rid of the love triangle storyline and it was just like really over the top villains with like a straight man hero i think it i would have enjoyed it but it's just i can't figure out what the fuck the point of this movie was because like you said they dial everything up and pacino is insane but then nobody else really seems to be doing anything like warren Beatty's not acting uh madonna's character feels really out of place because she seems the most like Hollywood movie character instead yeah, of whatever she, this movie's supposed to be. She's not changed at all. She no. looks, and, and none of the women are because it's a weird male but like, gaze. E- e- where, even, you know, they, they, they didn't yeah. want to like they didn't want to like 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 uh, uh, you know make her look like a uh, uh, like a, like an absurd character. So so the women are all the women are all sex objects and and look exactly as they're supposed to look. And yeah, well, but like um, I, I I guess. Jean Headley was her name, uh, the woman who played Tess Trueheart. Like she yeah. is like dressed like it's the fo- like everybody is dressed like it's the forties, except for Madonna, who is dressed like she's just in really revealing nightgowns. And then her hair is out of it's like, which is a choice, but it fe- it makes her feel like she's in another movie, and then that makes the rest of the movie seem weird because you can't have one character look modern, and everybody else look like they're in a like Technicolor Dreamcoat version of the nineteen thirties. You know what I mean? It just felt so awkward and weird and i think that's you know that's just one of the many things wrong like the complete lack of a plot also doesn't help <laughs> yeah i have a hard time understanding what even like if you tried to summarize the plot it's like dick tracy is chasing the mob and he's like good at it and then he's not good at it and then he 
plants a listening device, which is like kind of standard fare for police investigations. Yeah, but the listening device he plants is like a full. It's like the mic I use to record this podcast. Yeah, it's it like was a full so microphone. big, and they just laid it on top of a light, and they were like, ah. Uh. And then a guy had to stay in the ceiling. Yeah, a guy like, had to like what? have all of his meals in the ceiling. To, uh, and the same guy, apparently. Yes, and he like spills a cup of coffee, and that's how they find out. It's like, why was he sitting directly on top of the hole? Like there was yeah. a cord. Why wouldn't he be like in the corner so they can't like if he moves they won't hear him? You wouldn't sit directly above the room you're listening in because like if you moved at all they'd hear you. But I also love that the movie presents us with after Dick Tracy is framed, the movie presents us with a. A montage of the mobsters committing every crime known to man, like like yes, because for some reason the rest of the police then can't killing and robbing and and doing all kinds of stuff. But towards the end of the movie, it's revealed that um, the no face character who we have to talk about has yeah. has has kidnapped Tess and sort of like stashed her in their headquarters. And when they discover this, they have complete panic because apparently kidnapping. Is is the most offensive crime? Yeah, like that, all the murder this, they talked about at the beginning. Not this a big was deal. the thing <laughs> that I found extremely, extremely confusing in this entire film, which is they can't arrest Big Boy because they never actually see him commit a crime, which is like sort of how like mob bosses exist. He shows up in his room and Tess is tied up. Why didn't he just release her and be like, "Well, I didn't kidnap you," and she would be like, "Yeah, I know. It was some person who sounded like." Uh, princess leia dressed as a bounty hunter in return of the jedi <laughs> yeah so like it, she's heard the voice you're not going to confuse i don't or whatever the voice was she was doing versus uh al pacino it was not yeah good. they're 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 exceptionally distinct <laughs> yeah but... so it was like I, I and i was like and what what would really like he's like i gotta get out of here it's like well at best you'd be arrested for kidnapping which she's fine and you didn't really like it's hard to really prove like it just seemed confused because i the whole plot of the movie is basically big boy doesn't want to go to prison but he wants to commit crimes which is just like not a very interesting story because that's pretty i know much every criminal in the world that's like the whole framework it's bizarre and the thing um, that makes it bizarre is so he gets done in by this somebody committing a crime and stowing the a hostage in his building and he's like oh and he convinces all the other mobsters to drive out like very slowly, one by one, to be gunned out by a hundred police who all miss. Like each car is only hit by like eight bullets before they all die. But I just couldn't figure out. I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? And again, they could arrest any of these people because they're all super identifiable. The stakes are so bizarre because these are extremely identifiable. Like I mean, like actually, in a way, like real mobsters. You know, that would be operating in the public eye. That would be, like, eating at restaurants, you know, yeah. brazenly. Despite the fact that they just murdered people last night. All waiting for the day that they're finally, like, tethered to some solid evidence. Um, that's that's real mobsters. And so, like, they are, like, in clubs and they are in businesses. And, like, the police show up and they're not even scared because they know that they've got top-tier lawyers. And there has, there has to be hard evidence. And there's not really hard evidence. Like, that's how all mobsters operate. Um... So why why a kidnapping person like a, a victim of the kidnapping is just sort of in their proximity is just like 
oh, we can't get out of this one. Yeah, and it's, or the uh, fact it's, it's like, at the very least, Big Boy could get out of it because he could just be like, I didn't do it. There's no evidence that he did, and they did, there's no evidence that he told somebody to kidnap her, which is how all mobsters get out of going to jail. Like, right, you know, exactly. John Gotti got out of jail because he never specifically told anyone to murder someone. That's why it took so long to arrest him. But it, it also doesn't really back up the main sort of, like, boundary the movie sets, which is that... It, uh, uh, it, Pacino's character keeps saying, I can't have Dick Tracy killed or be the one to kill him because everyone will think I did it. It's like, so, who cares? If you if you go steal a casino from someone, they will also think it was you, but you do that in any way because, again, they have to prove it. So if you just, like, grab Dick Tracy and just sink him, you know, in a cement block to the bottom of the river, like, you've won. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're... Yeah. What was crazy what to me is, is he was like, they'll they'll accuse me of doing it. It's like, okay. So what? <laughs> have them kill them. Have somebody, like, have one of the very noticeable criminals. You're a public criminal. You're being yes. accused of all kinds of crime every day, and you're getting away with it. Why is this the one that won't work? Just be at a, be at a restaurant with witnesses when Dick Tracy's killed. Then you could be like, well, I didn't do it. And then they have to try to prove you told somebody. I mean, like, you know what I mean? It was just, that's what made I, this I'm, whole very, and, like, Feels like I know he it sounds say like I'm anything because the cops are shit. I know it sounds like I'm nitpicking, but it also is like it is it it, it is the, it is the entire first, plot. The first two acts are all the two of them being like, ah, I wish I could kill him, but I can't. And Dick Tracy being like, ah, I wish I could catch him in a crime, but I can't seem to do that either. I'm like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why pl- can't either of you accomplish your your objectives? Because it seems very easy. <laughs> the plot is essentially a criminal doesn't want to get caught. A cop is really incompetent and can't catch him, and that is a whole movie somehow. Like, it's not an interesting story at all. And despite how, like, over-the-top everything is, there's never, like, really good over-the-top scenes. And Dick Tracy never actually accomplishes anything. So, like, there's not, like, a good scene where he, like, beats up Flattop and arrests him and Flattop goes to jail. Like, he dismantles Big Boy's operation. He can't catch Big Boy, and then Big Boy frames him for murder. Or kidnap? I don't remember what they frame him for, but they frame him for something, and then all the criminals just commit crimes, and all the rest of the police are like, well, "I don't know what you want us to do about it." Dick Tracy's gone. You know, what I mean, it just was like I don't understand what this fucking plot is. What I'm saying is, this movie was very painful. Yeah, at, at like I said, at times I was like excited by the practicality of all the the artistry going on on screen. And then other times I was just sort of like, oh my God, can we cut away from Warren Beatty's dead eyes? Oh yeah. And like this, and this nonsense plot that's not taking us anywhere. And, and, and Pacino brings something to some of the scenes. He brings like I said. Pacino, which is all you can ask. Yeah, it, it's true. Latter day um, Pacino. I, w- I will also say, I, I'm surprised to hear that someone else in this podcast that we're doing gets to scream. I am the law. Yes. Uh, yeah, so there's a Hall of Fame on uh, here at the Not Another Origin Story headquarters where we've got Stallone, who's mouth agape, screaming, I am the law. And then next to it is Pacino in his Wario outfit. Yes. <laughs> screaming, I am the law. So it's it's pretty great. Wow, big boy. Um, let's talk real quick about some of the insane cameos that are in this movie. You talking so- dick? Yeah, Van I mean, Dyke. Yeah, let, let's go top top <laughs> off is Dick Van Dyke is in this movie, which I thought was just a real head scratcher. 
Uh, here's, oh, a, here's a trivia geez. I saw. The scene where they shoot Dick Van Dyke's character and he falls and hits the bed and then like misses and like slides off and hits the bedside table and then falls to the ground. Dick Van Dyke broke his shoulder doing that. He, I think he was supposed to just land on the bed, but he missed when he fell and he fell off and he broke his shoulders. So they used that shot in the movie. But could you imagine... You probably had to have like rehab surgery. It probably affected you for the rest of your very long life, Dick Van Dyke. And it was to be in this fucking shit. That would be so upsetting. But other people, uh, James Caan is in this, reuniting Al Pacino and James Caan from The Godfather. Uh, Charles Durning is in it. Um, Who are some of the other like really weird cameo? Uh, Mandy Patinkin, which was like a really weird. Yeah. Not that he was like super famous. It was just like a weird. Yeah, it is a consistent character. I couldn't get past um, Mumbles there. Um, yeah, I, I could not believe that um, Dustin Hoffman was in this movie. And, like, I mean, just going out of his way for no reason. His character has his mouth sort of smashed to the side. And as a result, like, mumbles everything. I, I would like to capture so, at somehow and, like, upload to YouTube just, like, the... The, the the fifteen the fifteen seconds of the most confusing things you've ever seen, which is just the scene where t- t- Tracy takes the top hat is interrogating a bizarrely like 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 makeup and monster makeup yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Well, it's like Dustin Hoffman is if like the worst mortician in the world had done his makeup. Yeah, <laughs> that Warren Beatty is talking to a mangled Dustin Hoffman who he who he he, he was mumbling nonsense until. Warren Beatty takes the top half, the top half of a bizarre statue apart to reveal, uh, a which is of a polar device. bear, which has a water spigot where the polar bear's genitals would be. Which we earlier see him drinking out of, as if it's no big deal. At which um, we see they interview Mumbles twice. The first time, they have Mumbles in front of a very bright light, and Dick Tracy's trying to get him to confess so that he'll give him some water that he just got out of the polar bear's dick. Uh, and then when they go to a long shot, for some reason, Mumbles isn't wearing pants. I couldn't figure out how that related to the interrogation. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed well, that. When they stand I'm them up, he's not wearing any pants. I am wondering what cut scene we didn't see. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, so this bear is there. They go to interview him again, and Dick Tracy removes it to show that there's a listening device. And when he slows down the tape, Mumbles is understandable. Saying, big boy did it. Which... But so it's confusing not instantaneous. It's not instantaneous. So we, the audience, see Dustin Hoffman in his mumble voice, craning his neck back and laughing like a wild man, while Dick Tracy like bends the the, the tape recorder's cable the, to yeah. get to, to adjust the speed until it comes to a slow halt. And as it as it slowly comes down to the speed or in the oscillation that gives you the actual dialogue of his confession. Dustin Hoffman's wild man laugh winds down into a full sob. Like, I just want to clip that out of oh, context I'm sh- I'm and sure just give it to someone. It. The thing that's like insane too is strangest thing I've ever you seen. You have to like, when he's doing that, you're like, what is he, what is this recording? You have to remember back to a scene earlier that you've forgotten because the movie's so boring. You definitely don't yeah. remember this scene to remember that he recorded him. So it was really just a bizarre scene. And I just, there's a note that I had that was just like, Dustin Hoffman must have just bought a house and was like, <laughs> I need a million dollars. I got to well, do some I, renovations. I have to frequently wonder watching this, like how people 
these large scale actors. Yeah, Kathy Bates set. is in this. Um, well, yeah, she she has the kind of a bit part. Paul Sorvino. Yeah, but I mean, like they're just like they're big characters. But it's like, why were they in this? Well, why no, I have to agree? imagine. I have to imagine what it was like to show up, like for Dustin Hoffman to show up to this set, you know, and sit down. And I know they're being paid absurd money. I'm assuming. Uh, although we did discover that Madonna was paid like fucking nothing. She was paid scale, so like thirty six thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! But Dustin Hoff is being paid something. You presume is, is yeah. Although is probably not that much because this movie doing. actually wasn't that expensive. But yeah, true. He, he's probably still making half a million when they, dollars. When they start to put on that makeup and give you the outfit you're gonna wear without the pants, like aren't you just think like staring into like the mirror in the makeup tent, just being like. Well, this is a career ender. That's like... <laughs> when they introduced Paul Severino at the beginning playing Lips Manless, and he has like these big lips, and they're just showing him disgustingly eat clams. I just thought, do you think I just kept picturing in his head the whole time him being like, "Why did I agree to this? What was I thinking? I just sat in a makeup chair for six hours for these fucking fake lips. Like, why? I was on Law and Order, goddammit. You know, like, I just, it's just weird, the stuff. I, I have to imagine that's what how most of these people would have felt. Would have just been like, what the fuck were we thinking? Except yeah, for the people I, who obviously are, like, not famous at all, but... How many, how many of these folks do you think, like, had a call with their agent in their makeup? Like, in their, in their, like, in, in, in Paul Servino, in his, like, lips makeup. Like on the like, he's got like the makeup napkin tucked in his yeah. collar. <laughs> he's just they're putting. Just, Dave, what the fuck are we doing here, Dave? You see the size of these lips they're giving me? I said I wanted to be in motion pictures, but I mean, I I, I didn't think this would be it. <laughs> I was in Law and Order, goddamn it. Uh, yeah. I mean... So this that is one of the like just confusing things. Um, it was just the actors and yeah. But and then here's something else that I wondered if you noticed. Um, did you notice that the themes in this movie felt really similar? Uh, to like Batman? Yeah, uh, they got the same composer, Danny Elfman, to do it, and I guess he was told just do as the Batman movie, because yeah. several of the songs and, are and identical so to the Batman 1980. I mean, it's like. Uh, there's that famous John Williams song where it's like Superman is a lot like one of his other songs. They're like almost identical. Uh, and people make fun of him a lot for it. Cause they're like, these are basically the exact same song. You just like replace the horns with like a tuba. But this is like, it, it just felt like it, it's sort of like when uh, ice cute or vanilla ice was trying to explain how his song was different, you know, where it's like his is dun 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 dun. Mine is dun 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 dun. You know, and you're like, no, no, you no, just no. said Do- the exact same thing. Dick Tracy is toot 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 toot. Yes. <laughs> this is dum ba dum ba bum. You understand. Uh, you understand. Yeah, yeah. it was cr- – I, I mean, couldn't believe, like, uh, so much so that <laughs> when this started, they started playing the opening theme. My brother was like, I thought you said we were watching Dick Tracy. And I was like, we are. He's like, this is 100% <laughs> yeah. Batman. Uh, and then uh. this was something else. Uh, our, our good friend, our most loyal listener, Jack Wallace uh, – friend of the podcast comic book writer um he sent me a message after the mini episode the only person we're 100 percent sure listens to the mini episodes every time and he said i want you to pay attention to how often they show dick tracy eating chili and i was like <laughs> okay and i just assumed is that euphemism once. 
No. Is that you from, is it for some, some sort there of is a act? scene where uh, when they're in the diner, he's eating chili. Then there's yep, a scene where it. he's at police headquarters warming up chili on like a pot belly stove in a can that just says oh God, chili. <laughs> then there's another scene where he's doing it again later with a different can of chili. Then there's a fourth time where he's eating chili in the diner. And then there's one more time they show the, the can is in the background of a shot. And Jack is like, how does this guy eat so much chili and then chase down criminals? And to which I tell you, Jack, he never actually does anything with criminals or chase anyone. And this is why he spends no. all of his time shitting. Um, yeah, I also like that in the third act, Dick Tracy is framed for the murder of the um, the DA. That's never undone. Yes. Um, he's... He's still arrested when he when he breaks out of jail and like runs in to apprehend mobsters. I don't think like if if the mobsters are looking for any little slip up they can use to get out of prison, I think they found a big one. <laughs> yeah, the thing that is crazy the arre- is like the arresting officer has been stripped of his badge. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and also well, I guess they don't have to worry cuz they shot all of them. Yeah, they shot all of them. <laughs> Which I'm sure will hold up when somebody's like, wait, so this guy who killed the DA, his police buddy friends just let him go stand outside of a garage door with a machine gun and just mow people down? Something also I wanted to point out that I didn't fully understand is that um, No-Face, a plan, a character we have not discussed uh, too much about, uh, but I want to talk about that costume in here in a sec, uh, places the hostage Tess inside what appears to be some kind of unused vault room in their headquarters it's well it appears yeah it appears to be like an empty attic room that has a vault door attached to it but but no money or valuables is stored in it in fact there's nothing in it just a chair and one broken uh, like one table and one table and Uh, an odd oil drum more importantly just for design purposes anyone out there is hoping to be a prospective architect if you're building a bank vault um here's one thing you don't put in a bank vault a skylight Here's, Here's another thing you don't thing. put in a skylight or in a bank vault. A second, a second skylight. skylight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the same. We're going for the same joke. <laughs> I couldn't be. I was like, "There's two of them here." <laughs> <laughs> and like, I. <laughs> Great I minds. I can't get over it. No, it oh is. It is insane. Why are there two fucking skylights well, into a room with a like a skylights. submarine door on it? I mean. Also, like, why does he go to the roof to begin with? Well, and you know, the, like the best is like his plan to get out of the room once he gets locked in it is he has another guy jump down like they're like clowns he's at a fucked. circus. That guy's that guy's dead in there now. Well, Dick Tracy's dead because he doesn't shoot the glass out, so he just like goes through <laughs> a plate glass window head first. Like you would not live through that. <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, uh, and then oh, go ahead. And I think what what also leads him to the finale where he faces you know uh, Pacino's character in like the uh, the sort of mechanical loading area of that that drawbridge uh, is that he hears like a boat horn, and that tells him where to go. I I honestly could not figure out exactly what was happening in that entire scene. He just, like, shows up, and he's like, all right, here I am. You're like, oh, okay. He can't follow him through, like, the escape tunnel because he blocked it. Pacino blocked it. And then, well, he realizes he can't reach them. There's a boat horn, and he turns into what looks like a directly into camera scene. And then, I guess the inclination there is that he hears the boat horn and knows it's the mob guy for some reason. This was the thing. he doesn't even go to a boat. This is also the thing. But then also Pogues... When they get there, like both, like we, the no face who we learn is is breathless, 
Um, and also the kid go there too. Like, why? How yes. do we all get here? <laughs> but the thing that I love is Dick Tracy turns when he hears the boat horn and he looks down and he sees them running along like the edge of the river. Where is he at? Because he just came out of what's his name's restaurant, which is in the middle of the city. It, you've shown an establishing shot in another scene. It's surrounded on all sides by buildings. There's no waterway. Like, when he, like, run four blocks down to the water's edge in hopes? Like, it was just so weird. And then, yeah, I don't know how the kid figures out where they are. But I also have to talk about something because um, n- no face, uh, or or I guess he's referred to as, like, the blank uh, in, the, in the comics, um, he is, like... In the comics, I mean, if you look at the drawings, I had to look up the drawings, so I was so confused. In the drawings, he is what you'd expect it to be. It's a drawing of a person in the Dick Tracy style, but the face is not drawn, right? It's just, like, white space. Yeah, I imagine he looks a lot like the question. Yeah, exactly. It's described that he he wears, like, semi-opaque cheesecloth. Like a a mask, right? That That retains the shape of a human head but there's no discerning features to be seen um the movie decided to go in a different direction which i think appears to be like a human human skin uh yeah it's like skin and then it has like these things where they're like eye holes but it just looks like nostrils it was very upsetting when they did the close-up of the face It, it would be like if you were working in prosthetics and you were designing a face that you would later attach like ears and a mouth and a nose too and then you just didn't and then that that skin that fucking raw <laughs> featureless skin is what madonna is wearing to trick people into and like someone gets a look at him one time and says who's that guy that's your question <laughs> yeah yeah like they and like the guy gets the bill and he sees that the person has no face and he's not like i'm definitely not gonna follow through on this because this is deeply upsetting he's just like all right i'll trust the person with a no face i can't believe that no one in the scenes where he appears didn't just scream in absolute horror as soon as yeah. that character appeared just that, gross that, the fuck out th- that fucking flesh golem was this and and th- the fact that the reveal at the end is the flesh golem was madonna is just even more insane. yeah it doesn't make it any better uh, oh uh, fuck's sake and, and, and i mean her plan is basically she she's trying to get rid of big boy because you know he's a piece of shit and she's tired of being like mobster's property but then she throws it all away because she's in love with dick tracy who she's met for like 48 seconds total like i mean like they've talked for less than five minutes and she's somehow like madly and deeply in love with him and he is is he in love with her is he not in love with her it's hard to tell because warren Beatty's face has no motion in it whatsoever every time she talks he just makes that same fucking dumb face they 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 emote as 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 much as they can at him, and he just sort of like just glares into like as if he's as if he's looking at something beyond them. It's you know? and it's like it's, it's so almost strange. like you could create a scale to determine like acting, and on one end would be overacting, and you would have Al Pacino as big boy, and on the other end is not acting, and you'd have Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy, and this movie could cover that gamut. And be like, you don't want to fall on these extremes. You want to fall want... in the middle, which was the police chief who seemed to care but only showed up when he needed to. I, I want someone to make like one of those charts that has like the faces to show emotions to people. 
who have trouble discerning emotions in in in, in, in social situations. But every face is just it's just Warren Beatty's just Warren, stare. Yeah, his Warren Beatty's dumb, slightly mouth agape stare and squinting. And it's just like happy, elated, aroused. Like, yeah. It's just the same cold stare. Um. Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it really upset me. I just kept saying it, like, the whole time we were watching. I was like, what is wrong with Warren Beatty? Is something wrong with Warren Beatty? I, I mean, it is just so... It makes me wonder why people, like, thought Warren Beatty was, like, famous, or why women used to think he was handsome, because he just has, like, no facial expressions. Uh, the last thing we have to talk about, I mean, we could talk about more, but before the podcast ends... There are four, I, I believe four separate music. There's at least three music montages in this movie. And they are like two and a half minutes long each. The one they play an entire song during. And each montage is like, the one is just Dick Tracy, like stopping crime. But it, because of the bug. But most of the shots are like two criminals committing a crime or holding someone up. And then Dick Tracy just like, pops up from behind like a counter opens a door and he's just standing it's more just like funny ways that they were like how could dick tracy just appear suddenly? like he never comes in he's like already there like behind a plant or something it was so weird and then the end it's just him like with his blank look walking towards the camera holding a, a tommy gun but he's not firing it he's just slowly walking towards you with this like complete lack of expression and then the next one is that really long madonna song where you do get Al Pacino, like, over the top with, like, people committing crime. And there's... I don't know if you saw this montage. Al Pacino's, like, pulling, like, this gigantic pile of money towards him. And he is nonstop talking. Like, he will... Like, his mouth is... Like, he's not just, like, make He's, like, clearly saying something. And they keep cutting to him. It's, like, a minute worth of him. And I was like, did they just tell him that they were recording? <laughs> and he just started saying stuff and they didn't tell him it was going to be a montage? Because, like, why is he moving his mouth? I'd, and I was like, God, I, I wish in a way there was like a cut of this where it's just Al Pacino, whatever he's saying there. Because I'm sure it's like the most batshit insane stuff possible. I mean, I would watch the Oops Al Pacino cut of this movie. Oh. You know? It would be quite spectacular. Um, I, I'm just looking to see if there's anything else in my notes. Uh, oh, I did point out that fight scene when they're in the shack. I don't know if you noticed that very first fight scene. They filmed... Warren Beatty and that guy fighting, and then they just sped it up by like fifty percent. So they're like unnaturally yeah. moving fast. It was it was pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, I also have a note that just says, "Man, a little Madonna goes a long way." <laughs> uh, I have a note that says, "Really, Tr- Tr- Dick Tracy's big obstacle is a tall room." <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? I mean, everything else why seems not? to be an obstacle for him. It, se- it seems the whole movie was a challenge for him and for Warren himself, so I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Let's hope he's getting the help he needs with some sort of facial <laughs> surgery. Well, well, folks, I don't know how I'm going to answer the last question we always ask ourselves. Which is, if you could be any of Dick Tracy's villains, which one would you pick? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's Littleface, for sure. All right. Um, but... Uh, uh, by the way, I found a behind-the-scenes uh, picture after you mentioned it, and yes, there is a child wearing like a large-sized body bodysuit and like in the head, and he looks sad. <laughs> oh, I imagine sad. he is. I want to help the child. Um, but no, no, the uh, the, the classic question, Pokes. Um, would you 
if someone says, hey, I'm going to watch Dick Tracy tonight, would you stop them? I would say yes. No matter what you do, do not watch it. It's, I it, don't know, it, it man. Was, it was... Maybe if I it's, had fun kind of watching it with my brother, but it was still too long. It's it, it is too long. I, I definitely had to watch it in two parts, uh, so that I, I can't get around that. But like again, it, it's disorienting the oscillation between beauty and horror, <laughs> and unintentional horror and unintentional comedy. In fact, in this movie, um, that it, it, it I just can't. The whole time I watched it, I just said, I can't believe this is a real thing I'm seeing with my eyes. And I, I, I don't know. That's an experience that uh, might work for some people. So I, I'd, I'd I recommend would it. recommend that if you were going to, like, it, uh, there has to be, like, a, a, a super cut that's just Pacino uh, in, in this <laughs> yeah. movie. Watch that, because that's probably worth it, because he is pretty just, like, bonkers, latter-day... Uh, Al Pacino, where he's just like everything's dialed to eleven. That might be worth watching it, but I I don't know, man. I found it just so long and offensive and weird and yeah. So I would say don't watch it. But that's <laughs> that's me. Fair enough. Well, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Unless there was anything else you wanted to talk about. Uh, no, I covered it all. Still can't believe this was PG. Uh, yeah, because there are, there are some straight-up boobies, and then there's a scene at the end where they just shoot cars full of people for, like, uh, two minutes. Just All I can think about is just, like, shooting that scene or, or, or playing that scene in a theater of just, like, ten minutes of brutal carnage and then just, like, cut to a child in the audience with, like, lights flashing on them. Yeah, on his face, wide, just eyes like... Eyes wide. It's that same kid who was little face. He's like, this is what I was in. <laughs> this is what I was. Also, doing. I found the behind the scenes. If you want to talk about body horror, there's nothing grosser than when they're taking that kid out of the suit. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't want to see it. But that's it for Dick Tracy. A uh, real shitstorm. Come back next week where we will talk uh, what movie is up next. If you have a suggestion for a film, you know, get in touch with us. You probably know us if you're listening to this podcast. But if not, leave a message at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud. It's all slash NAOS pod. Uh, until next week.